Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast and I am your host, Peter Pratt. Yes, Peter Pratt is now hosting Locked On Marlins. Aram Leighton the Goat has handed me the keys and I am taking this one forward. So from now on, Locked On Marlins is UK flavor. So, brief intro to Locked On Marlins. What should you expect? Well, first and foremost, this is a daily podcast. Daily I'm bringing to you, Monday to Friday, 20 to 30 minutes of Marlins content. So, my first recommendation to you is, go and subscribe. Wherever you get your pods, hit the subscribe button. It will mean pods will just drop onto your device, ready to rock and roll. So, once you've done that, sit back and enjoy this one. Brief intro from me. If you've never heard, you're thinking, who is this dude? (laughs) Who is Peter Pratt? What is that accent? First and foremost, the accent. Yes, I'm British. I live in Leeds in England. Um, let's also get this out of the way. I am a Liverpool fan, by the way, from a Premier League perspective. Not Leeds, so I'm a Liverpool fan. But yes, a British host of the Lockdown Marlins podcast. Why the Marlins? Pete, how did you get into baseball? How did you start following the Marlins? I got into baseball, I went to Miami on a family trip. This is quite a familiar story, actually, for for many UK fans. Went to Miami, went to a ball game, stand and hit a huge home run on a rainy Tuesday um, in May. Attendance was maybe 4,000. Jose Fernandez was pitching, though, stand and home run. I was like, wow, do you know what? I'm going to get into into baseball. I'm going to follow it. As soon as Stanton hit the home run, I thought, right, I'm just going to go and buy the jersey, push my chips in, and go all in. This team looks fun. Stanton. Yelich, Ozuna, Riamuto, Jose Fernandez, obviously, Prado, uh, D. Gordon, full of studs, absolutely full of studs. I was like, this team, they could do some damage. (laughs) Problem was, they just started rebuilding uh, straight after that year. And since then, well, we fired up fish across the pond. So if you've never heard of me before, um, I've been hosting the, the Fish Across the Pond podcast for the past three seasons. That's me and three slash four UK guys. Um, Weekly coverage of the Marlins, so every Tuesday is when that baby drops. So I've also been doing some fantasy baseball as well. Roto Brits with my co-host Ryan Owen. Um, So plenty of pods. Plenty of pods from me. What does it mean for those? Those pods will carry on. Locked on Marlins will just run Monday to Friday every week. Right through the off-season. CBA expires, what, a couple of days' time? Likely work stoppage. Don't you worry. There's going to be no stoppage from Lockdown Marlins. We are going to be plowing through. It's going to probably mean there's going to be limited amounts of news. But in the meantime, I'm sure we'll find plenty to get into. Looking forward, trade trade machine will be fired up. We'll get in some guests. And that's the other thing. Lockdown Marlins is going to be full of guests. I've never done a solo pod before. And this is my first one. First time ever doing a solo pod. But in the main, we're going to have tons of guests. There's going to be UK guys. There's going to be your usual Marlins media crew that are always awesome. There's going to be Fish Stripes alum. There's also going to be Marlins players dropping on too. So hope to make that happen soon. Uh, hopefully, I'm trying to make it happen. Listen, when Sandy signs, signs his extension, which I think is near, I'm hoping to get Sandy Alcantara on the pod. Uh, Miggy Rowe, if we can. Pablo Lopez. Jazz Chisholm, of course, with his uh, great great British baseball connection so 
that's what you got to expect from from the Lockdown Marlins podcast moving forwards. Fun, hype, guests uh, in that order. <laughs> so, what's what are we going to get into in this episode to get everything rolling? I think really, like I mentioned, Starling Marte is now. It, it, there's been a lot of buzz on Starling Marte. Um, he's obviously just signed a four-year, seventy-eight million dollar deal with the New York Mets, NL East. New York Mets, so we're going to be seeing plenty of Starling for the next four years. Um, so Marlins Twitter's in pain. Uh, we we obviously uh, traded for him, enjoyed watching him, traded him away, acquired Jesus Lazardo, and then went you know managed to see him absolutely go bananas as well with the A's. He played played great with the A's. They obviously didn't make make the postseason, uh, and as soon as he was traded to the A's, it was clear he would be a free agent this off season. Clearly, there was many, many teams in on Starling Marte. Clearly, many teams. In the end, New York Mets go and get their guy, which is interesting because the Mets actually, you know, Brandon Nimmo uh, was, you know, in terms of war, was maybe sixth best center fielder. So I wouldn't say it was a huge position of need for the Mets, but, you know, I guess Nimmo can can slide to one of the corners and, and Marte can, can patrol center. So we'll wait to see on that, but... Listen, let's go back. Let's go back and look at, firstly, how did the Marlins acquire Marte? Just to remind you on that, they acquired him at the 2020 deadline in the shortened season, the 60-game sprint, when the Marlins were right in the hunt. They went and acquired Starling Marte. Who did they give? Who did they trade? Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia with the two main dudes. So, listen, on the face of it then, it looked a great trade. Obviously, Caleb Smith had had you know, had had a good year or so uh, the, the previous year in 2019 with the Marlins. So, but the Marlins dealing from their pitching depth, going and getting uh, Starling Marte, which was which was necessary. If you recall, who started in the outfield? Who started in center field in in the 2020 season? It was Jonathan Villar. So, listen, the Marlins they they hit the upgrade button there for sure, um, acquiring Marte. And let's be honest, it was a stunning deal. Stunning deal at the time. It was a deadline day deal, and it was the it was the biggest name. Marte was the biggest name, and the Marlins were in lights, not for selling, but for acquiring a player. It was absolutely brilliant. Marte fitted straight in, and you know, was bombs away straight away. We could see what kind of a player he was offensively. You know, he 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 performed, and we knew what we were getting. But I must say defensively at center field he was he was sensational I, I i didn't i didn't realize how good starling Marte was in the outfield in center field but truly a the glove was elite and the other thing that that i guess is slightly under the radar but he's a top dude top clubhouse guy looks after himself well you know family guy as well obviously uh, his wife passed away relatively recently so he's got a young family you know, just just a top dude. So listen, the Marlins, it was a great trade at the time. And in terms of what we you know, what we saw from Starling, it was it was immediate. It was immediate. We knew that he only had one year to go on his deal. So it was, you know, effectively eighteen months to run. And with that in mind, the Marlins already had some decisions to make about what to do with Starling Marte. So with that being said, this let's pause for 
one of the moments now. <laughs> and this is something that maybe you're going to enjoy over the over the coming months. But these are US ads with a British twist. So I'm going to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever. And the best part, there's no annual contract. That sounds good. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Woof, there you go, baby. First ad delivered. What do you think? <laughs> there's going to be tons of them coming your way. I'm going to really enjoy delivering these uh, in the coming coming shows, no doubt. I'm probably going to botch a few names, um, but nevertheless, it's all good fun. So, the Marlins, the decision was already there for them to make in terms of Marte. And to be honest, as we went into the offseason, I was already thinking about this, thinking, are the Marlins going to look to extend Marte in the offseason, in the 2020 offseason? But... Seemingly, that, that conversation, that discussion, that negotiation, it didn't start. Um, Marte then, uh, well, started the 2021 season really well. Hot. The glove was on fire. A couple of injury niggles, but, you know, it was the Starling Marte that, you know, we'd, we'd seen in 2020. And we knew all about, and, you know, we knew at that stage that we needed to do something. Because... When you look out there, when you were thinking ahead, the the outfield, the center field outfield market was, you know, relatively thin. Like there's just not tons of guys out there that were going to be free agents. And in reality, let's think about the Marlins themselves. The Marlins are never going to win a bidding war for a top twenty overall major league player. They're just not going to win that kind of war. They have to be cute. They have to be very cute. They have to have the foresight and the braveness. They've got to be brave. That's that's the word I want to see. I want to use more with the Marlins front office moving forward. I want them to be brave. I want them at that point, with one year to go on Marte's deal, having seen six months of him, and you can already see the talent, the the ability that he delivers. I I want them to be brave at that point. And start negotiations with Marte. Start the discussion. So we aren't left in a position where, well, the position we ended up in, where you end up out of it in the season, and then you end up trading Marte away because it's effectively a rental. And listen, the Lozada return was excellent. I, I, I personally believe that the front office did a great job of getting Jesus Lozado for Marte. They had some money, which clearly was a big selling point for the A's, and the A's were right in the thick of it then. But 
getting Lozado was a stunning move as well, I believe as well. So I, I can't knock that one. But I think what we all reflect when we reflect on this, the fact that it got to that point is a major is a major problem. It's a major problem, a lack of foresight and a lack of braveness. You know, why weren't the Marlins negotiating with Marte in that 2020 offseason? Why weren't they starting negotiations early in the 2021 season when it was clear as day that Marte was a top five major league center fielder and he was already with the Marlins? We'd already acquired him and we'd done a great job to acquire him, sending away Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia. That was a win of a trade. They'd won the trade. Now what do you do? Double down and extend him. All the talk at the time, he wants the fourth year. The Marlins didn't want to give him the fourth year. A lot of hyperbole, a lot of conversation, a lot of talk at the time. Well, I wouldn't give him four years. You know, he's going to be 37. Listen, it, it, it the way baseball contracts work, think of it, it's like a, the, the contract length is irrelevant. It's the value. The, the length, it's just like when you think from a, a financial perspective and you you kind of phase assets over time. That's the way you need to look at it. Marte is a top five center fielder. When you look at war, actually, last year, he was the number one center fielder. You can't let guys like that walk out of your organization. You can't, not when you're the Marlins, and not when Starling Marte would have accepted, let's say, uh, you know, four years, 50 million. So you effectively, even if he only plays for three years, you know, that's, what, 17 mil a year? For a top 20 player in the league, okay, maybe he regresses a little bit, but, and he did have a career year, so, but looking back on everything, it was in, it was in the Marlins' hands, and they decided not to make it happen. That's a, that's, that's a real worry, and you've got to think how this plays out in the future with other guys that maybe enter that spot. Listen, no one no other Marlin was anywhere near, I mean, from a hitting perspective anyway, no one was anywhere near the, the production and the, the total war that the Starling Marte delivered. Um, absolutely not. So, nevertheless, you've you got you to gotta be concerned that that's the precedent now. They, you know, rather than getting, extending these dudes, that, you know, just trade and keep, you know, keep trading away and keep rebuilding. I don't know. It's just the conveyor belt of rebuilds. It's It's worrying, but there we go. That's, you know, that's the way things played out with Marte. He then obviously becomes a free agent. And the bidding war begins. All you see, um, all you see then is that, you know, everyone is in on Marte. Because, well, why wouldn't they be? Everyone is going to be in on Marte. Um, because he he's a top 20 player. He's a top 20 player in 2021. Everyone has a need for that type of player, no doubt about it. So, yeah, it was it was too little too late for the Marlins. They ended up in a bidding war on the Mets. Listen, the problem is as soon as anyone else, any of the, the big market teams pile in, the Marlins made a run. By all accounts, they made a run at Marte. But, of course, you can't match them. You can't match the, the financial clout of of New York but though so there we go I mean Marte heads over to New York he's going to be playing center field there for them boys for the next four years 
Interested to see what else the Mets do, because also, listen, on the same day, the Mets, they went bang, 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 pulled the trigger on three dudes, all of which, I believe, the Marlins were probably talking to in some sort of way. Eduardo Eduardo Escobar, uh, Mark Canna, and also Starling Marte. The Mets signed all three of them. All three of those guys were all touted as potential targets for the Marlins. And so... That's what we're going to focus on very shortly is what does that mean for the Marlins now that Starling Marte, the premier center field free agent, is now is now uh, off, off the market? What does that leave the Marlins in terms of options now moving forwards? How do they fill this hole that effectively they've created by not extending Marte? But before we get there, I want to tell you guys about, well, it is, it is Monday. And it is Cyber Monday. So, for some, that is the best Monday of the year. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything. Delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. And a brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed, just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight. It delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor. White chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with a marshmallowy center, covered in white chocolate. 140 calories on that one, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Yes, 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter the code LOCKED20. That's LOCKED20 before it's too late. The final segment on the first episode. Let's look at the options now for the Marlins. Marte, premier option, gone. So, what does that leave us? And really, when you go and look at the 2021 numbers for center fielders, um, Marte was the best center fielder in 2021. And Reynolds, Brian Reynolds, the, the pirate, close second. Mullins was third, Buxton fourth, when you look at total war for center fielders. Obviously, Mike Trout didn't play a lot, um, particularly in the second half. So, you know, Mike Trout wasn't on the list. Um, so those were your top four and Marte is gone clearly but those three remaining interesting names all names that are loosely connected to the Marlins um, I guess so and you know let's put them in the proven options list okay they are proven major league guys that have performed at least in the 2021 season and if not before okay you've then got what I'll describe as, let's call them major league ready prospects. They've had some major league experience, but it's relatively short and they are by no means a proven major league commodity. So let's get into the the proven options that I mentioned are listed off. Ryan Reynolds, Cedric Mullins, Byron Buxton. Those three it's, they're a really interesting cluster. And each of them, I feel, is different 
in terms of how I value them anyway. I want to start with Byron Buxton, though, because Buxton, for me, whilst a super talented dude, no doubt about it, injury problems as well. So health risks are real. He's missed a lot of time, missed a lot of time in 2021. The talent is absolutely legit. Here's the problem with Buxton, though. Apart from those, (laughs) apart from the health concerns, he's entering his final year of ARB now. So Byron Buxton's a free agent at the end of the 2022 season. So for me, if I'm the Marlins, I'm not even... Listen, if they can get him for, for cheap, if the Twins try to move him for cheap because they want to save the money or whatever then absolutely send a couple of low-level prospects, but I'm just not convinced that that is going to get it done for Buxton. If they are asking for big-time names, from if the Marlins, the Marlins should absolutely pass on that. Because if I'm Byron Buxton, and I'm acquired by the Marlins, and I, I have a great year, then I'm absolutely going to free agency. Absolutely. Why would you not? Why would you not go and test free agency if you're Byron Buxton? Particularly if you have a healthy year, and you absolutely tear it up for the Marlins. So for me, it it's all relative on the ask. If the ask is, let's say, a Max Meyer-type ask, then absolutely not. Not a chance. The guy's talented, but there's no way to extend him You know, until the trade's done, I guess, effectively. May, you know, maybe, but I think that's highly unlikely. So for me, Buxton... I'm going to scratch off that list if the, if the price is high. Let's get into Cedric Mullins because kind of Mullins' name popped up yesterday. I've been thinking about Mullins already anyway, like whether the Orioles want to you know, sell high on Mullins. Had a stunning 2021 season. Third best center fielder for sure. You know, what, what, are the, what do the Orioles do there? Do they look to move him? Uh, how close are they to contention? What do they need? I think I think the Orioles are still some way away. Mullins is not yet into ARB, so they still have tons of control on him. But do they sell high? If I'm the Marlins, and listen, the Marlins and Orioles have made some deals relatively recently. Jonathan VR deal, um, obviously back in, what, 2019 offseason. So, you know, there's, there's connections there. Richard Blyer came across from the Orioles. I think they'll be having conversations. And these are the types of guys. Mullins, proven major league commodity. He had a career year in 2021. Is it sustainable beyond? Wait and see. Not sure. But I guess that with that risk that this was just a, a flash in the pan, maybe that lowers the price a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, Mullins had a great year. Do the Orioles want to move on from him? I'm not convinced, but if the Marlins really like him, I think he really fits the profile in terms of the cost and the control. But what will the cost be to acquire him? That is the question. And this then comes to, uh, and it's the same for Reynolds, if if this is the first move of the offseason, then I feel it's very dangerous to make this move and empty the farm let's say, three of your top eight prospects, let's say. Three of your top eight are gone to acquire Cedric Mullins, but the problem is 
you still need at least, what, four or five other dudes around him, plus some bullpen high-leverage guys. Still a lot of holes to fill. So the Marlins need to be very, very clever and cute with the timing of these of, of this type of deal because they could end up emptying the farm and then leave themselves needing too much else. Next thing is you're in a bad spot. They do have the control, so it can be more of a you know a longer-term view, which is fine. Reynolds, I think, is, is in the same boat. Reynolds and Mullins, very, very similar, I think, in terms of you know, prospect capital. Um, Mullins has, I, I believe, an extra year of control. So, um, you know, there is more control there. There were trade talks that, that started uh, at the deadline. The Marlins were in on Reynolds. They were, I believe, in on Stallings as well. But, you know, Ren- Reynolds-Stallings combo, it makes a lot of sense both for the Pirates and the Marlins. So, for me, that is the most likely one. Reynolds and Stallings with some some high-value Marlins prospects. But I do believe that the timing needs to be right on that. Make sure they've got enough around them so they don't end up kind of falling short elsewhere. In terms of the the unproven options, I think the Angels is the obvious fit there with either Brandon Marsh, that again was talked about, or Joe Adele, one of those two, that effectively are rookies, for want of a better description. They're rookies. They've had a, a, a small amount of time up at the major league level. They're unproven, really unproven. And so it's the type of deal that you end up doing a jazz gallon type trade, where it's a one-for-one type or a two-for-one where you you go away and you basically flip, do a prospect swap and you both trade away from a strength to acquire something you need. The Angels need arms. The Marlins need some outfield, some quality outfield that's cheap and controllable. So I, I do think that that is the, a very viable option as well. And probably for the Marlins in general, in terms of the strategy... I think they'll probably look to go down that path with the Angels and either Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele are acquired and traded for. I'm just not convinced that they will want to go the full all-in method for Reynolds, Mullins, and for me, Buxton is a no. So it's an interesting dilemma for the Marlins, and I guess when we come back on it, we look and think, really, the ultimate solution was to pay Marte. What we shouldn't rule out, just to finish on. Brian De La Cruz. Brian De La Cruz. We should not forget about Brian De La Cruz because, listen, I know it was only August and September. I know. But Brian De La Cruz performed. He he, he was great. He was great in his in his two months at the major leagues. And, and again, what a trade. A rental Yimmy Garcia for full control of Brian De La Cruz. Great deal. He looks he looks like he can hit major league pitching. So maybe Brian De La Cruz will emerge as the center fielder. What do you think? Let me know what you're thinking. If Brian De La Cruz is starting in center field for the Marlins in 2022, what does that mean? What does that say about the offseason? I think I know the answer, but there, I know there's some Brian De La Cruz lovers out there as well. So... Um, we'll wait and see on that. But I guess that, boiling it down, they missed the boat on Marte. It was in the Marlins' control 
to sign him, to pay him. They just need to be brave, and they weren't. Looking at it now, what are the options? Buxton, huge talent, huge health concerns, one year of control, and I'm going to be looking for some serious money. I'm not convinced the Marlins want to go down that path. Mullins, Reynolds, huge price tag in terms of prospect capital. Do they want to go down that path? I'm not convinced either. I think the ass will be too great for a Marlins team that is still seemingly way off in a division that, well, is always stacked per, well, anyone that, that covers the division and hypes it up. So what does that leave you with? A prospect swap in all likelihood with the Angels for a Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele or Brian De La Cruz and just roll with that, that dude and just see how you go. <laughs> I think that's where we're going to land. There's probably a few other names out there. I know Chris Taylor's been talked about, but for me, not convinced there either. I'm just not convinced the Marlins in free agency at all that they want to go down any kind of sizable deal. Nick Castellanos, absolutely no for me. Huge money. Fielding's average. Numbers are average away from uh, the, the, you know, the Cincinnati's ballpark. So for me, red flags everywhere there. Michael Conforto, absolutely not. You know, el- elbow pad usage has, has put him on the on the list. You know what list, and he's never made his way off. So, yeah, it's going to be really intriguing to see what the Marlins do to, to fill that center field gap. Um, but that is going to wrap it up for today. Uh, episode one from me is in the books. That's Monday and Tuesday. Dropping Tuesday, we are going to be going UK Tuesday. So we're going to have the first guest on. It's going to be a UK guest. I'm going to get Sean Barrett in here, and we're going to be... Spending some time talking about Sixto. You may have seen Sixto's video with uh, with Carl Selaf drop today via the Marlins. Um, so it was a very intriguing video. I'm gonna I'm gonna have an interesting conversation with Sean Barrett on that one uh, for you tomorrow. So in the meantime, I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Don't forget hit the subscribe button. This is Locked On Marlins signing out. Be back tomorrow.